listening to the Funbox Podcast. I ate a bunch of LSD. I did a series of videos on rape victims. Dude, being left-handed, it's the worst thing in the world. With your host, Rob Webb. Can you tell me if it's uh, cut or uncut? For visual sakes? My man, it's uh, very much so uncut. That's how I roll. Nice! (laughs) The amount of footage you can see of humans having intercourse with horses is discerning. They are just the ones that decided to film it. Imagine the number of horse people that don't film it. Think about the amount of people that want to have sex with horses, but haven't worked up the courage to come out of the stable. Am I in the right place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're good. What's up, man? Eric Defabaugh is with us, everybody. Right on. Put your hands together. Yeah, that's all. Uh, the people on the left like me a lot. That's not the people on the right. <laughs> yeah, the people on the left. If you guys are listening to headphones, that was a uh, pretty uh, trippy. And then I have ghosts in my uh, in my uh, in my uh, fucking equipment because this beat is going. It's speeding up for some reason. I got a glitch in my VLC media player or something. Well, you decided to drop a. Ouija board on the table. Oh yeah, so yeah, think, and we probably have, brought that on yourself. Yeah, we do have a Ouija board here. We're gonna channel some uh, some people. Uh, I did want to go over uh, some celebrity deaths. Uh, yeah, obviously uh, Eddie Van Halen, um, unfortunately passed away at the age of sixty five. Yeah. Sixty five throat 65. cancer. He was a Dutch born American Hall of Fame musician and songwriter and Grammy winner for the, the band insanely influential band van halen holy oh, yeah. shit you know it's interesting i didn't realize uh he was an immigrant i i never knew that until he passed away that he yeah actually, me neither i knew his i knew his father was from you know over there but i had no idea he was born him but him and alex both and alex is the older brother i always assumed the inverse so i learned learned some things today or yeah. this week yeah he um he was such a regular dude too um like mm-hmm. in, in all the interviews it was like he just seemed like an uncle or some dude that you'd know that was a neighbor that would help you tune up your car for real cheap or something. Or yeah. Just- yeah. I just, I heard a story about with uh, Fred Durst. Did you hear this story at all? No. It, it's actually kind of funny. Um, I guess he jammed with Fred Durst and, you know, the, the guys with corn. Uh, and uh, is it corn? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Corn. Yeah. Yeah. Corn yeah, yeah. and, and Limp Biscuit kind of like both corn kicked the door down for Limp Biscuit. Okay. So I'm not. That's that's a little out of my realm there. But um, anyway, I guess uh, he jammed with them and left all his equipment, and then he uh, starts calling Fred Durst and trying to get his equipment back. And um, dude's not answering his calls. So Eddie Van Halen um, evidently owns some kind of military vehicle, and yeah. he showed up at Fred Durst's house with no shirt on and a pistol in his hand, driving this uh, military uh, some kind of armored vehicle. And uh, actually put the gun to Fred's head. Oh so my god! My shit. Yeah. So evidently Eddie was a badass. So um, that, that that's a fun story. Well, kudos for Fred Durst for not like pressing charges or. I mean, uh, he's being a, du- a douche. I mean, yeah. Like, like uh, you know. But it's like a douche thing also, or like uh, a, a, or you know, snitches get stitches. I guess it, well, <laughs> at that point, if you were to do that, yeah, I'd be afraid he would kill me. Like if I was to call the cops on Eddie Van Halen. Well, after after doing that, I don't yeah. think I'd have done anything yeah. either. Have, it's like, all right, never mind. I'm just gonna turn your stuff back over and apologize. Right. 
But uh, yeah, man, uh, thanks for coming on again, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Eric Deffabai, he's a author of Haunted the Rain County. Um, he was on the show. I forget what episode it was. Um, was it episode fifteen? Maybe it, it was right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the number exactly, but yeah, was, this is uh, episode forty-six now. Does forty-six have any kind of special meaning to you at all? Is that a number? That means anything? Actually, yeah, I'll be forty six in two years, so that means a lot. Oh, right? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> in two years—that's oh, the coincidences are just insta- oh, insane. <laughs> um, I was act- talking about coincidences. Uh, I kind of want to do a show about that, like, and dedicate the entire show to these strange coincidences that happen. And some of these coincidences you'll read—it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like twins that got separated at birth ended up being like, like getting the same job. And, uh, you ever hear the story of those triplets? Those those triplets that were separated at birth and they found each other later. Wow. And they became like these super celebrities. And then the fame got to them. One committed suicide. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a cool story. Um, yeah, like, uh, it's pretty wild. But then, coincidences also happen conspiracy theorists will they could find coincidence they could numbers and all this things and the way they tie into each other it's crazy you could go insane with numbers you could find coincidences all over the place everything comes on the math yeah right yeah and when you look at the like somebody putting black or like a stack of chips on black 32 or whatever 33 and it hits really that that's a probable thing it's he's just it's like most likely not going to hit, but it will sometimes, you know, sometimes things just happen and no, uh, you know, that's why there's due process. And sometimes that sucks too. <laughs> no, nobody, uh, it's never, f- not always fair. Uh, it's almost never fair. <laughs> yeah. It's fair to those who can afford fair. Right. But yeah, man. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome the fun box podcast. Uh, uh, today, um, like I think you guys see, we have the uh, Ouija board out here, and what I wanted to do, we'll get, we're going to do the top ten memes of the of the week, and then I'd like to try. This is your first time with a Ouija board, yeah. I've, I've never, never touched one. I've never did a full session, uh, but because I've always gotten weird, like weirded out, and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. But it, depending on who we're trying to talk to, well, I want to contact v- Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> and maybe he could give us some um, musical advice or give me some juice, some like. I'd, I'd appreciate some more finger dex- yeah. dexterity, right? That, that yeah, would help. you want to you want to learn some uh, dexterity in the fingers. Get uh, you know what, what? Another thing, you got to build up calluses on your tips. I I haven't played in so long, and last night my fingers were starting to hurt. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, I should have played. Yeah, it goes away fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I uh my my playing's pretty much reduced to playing Keith Urban songs for my wife while she does her hair. So that that's it. Yeah. That's all I do anymore. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, man. Um, that this whole COVID thing, though. Yeah, it's uh mm. ruined the uh, music thing for me. Uh, DJ thing. That was a lot of extra income that I don't. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, um, it's a real bummer, man. Yeah, it's uh, uh businesses. Is going under. I really don't understand uh, how people can be okay with that, 
with the shutdown like that and, the, and like shutting things down like that. I really don't. People are controlled by fear, and yeah. the the politicians are certainly aware of that fact. Um, and uh, so it, that's what it comes down to. It, it's it's fear, you know. Um, there's definitely, I think, um, I think there's definitely ways we could have gone about that differently and not completely tank the economy like we did. Um, this, this is something we're going to feel the effects of for years, you know, um, on a local level, on a national level, um, the national debt. I mean, that's, you know, Trump, Trump ran as a, a conservative, um, that's going to, you know, get a hold of the debt and reduce it and possibly eliminate it. He's actually said that a couple times. I don't but, know how that's even possible, but. Well, at this point, you know, it's not. It's not. And, you know, there's no foreseeable plans from anybody in power that, that's going to change that. It's, you know, it's all downhill. Yeah, you know, we're treating it like a like a hospital bill for somebody with no health insurance. <laughs> it's like, just don't pay it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we could get free health care. Just don't pay it. Well, they're they're essentially politicians have figured out they could buy our votes with our own money, and uh, there's no going back from that. Yep, it's pretty wild, and it seems like that's like a policy that will just give you stuff, and that's how you can vote for me. Yeah, well, it, vote for me. We'll give you stuff. Uh, you see it every day. You hear it every day. You see it on Facebook. You know what? What? people have questions for politicians it's what are you going to do for me you know it's they're not there to do much for you at all like yeah um but it's uh it's a different world than the founding fathers envisioned for sure yeah i think it's definitely this whole thing has definitely uh made people more aware of local government a little bit more and how how much power they end up having too it's like uh i I think the president kind of did a decent job at like not like i don't know what the the federal what the federal lockdown like what did trump do was there any kind of like federal like mandated anything from this thing i not that i'm not that i'm aware of i mean the the things the federal government um could could besides, have done and besides did travel do, they think shutting down travel from certain areas um which i, I think the president was on that pretty early and he was actually vilified for it. He's called a xenophobe and, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. a racist for it. But um, and the politicians on the opposite side were saying, hey, come to Chinatown, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're not afraid. And three weeks later, you know, Trump didn't act fast enough and, uh, you know, you should stay home and let government take care of you. Oh, it's wild, man. It is wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – it's, uh, it's affected us personally. We we've had to shut down the business, um, we, the tour bus company. It's it's now kaput uh, completely. We sold off all the vehicles. Oh, okay. Um, so we still hold the LLC. Um, so we kind of have it in our back pocket if things turn around. I don't have uh, any faith that that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, we we're really building a good thing. Um, this time of year, we'd be up to our necks with the ghost tours, the local yeah. haunted tours. Um, Christmas light tours will be coming up soon, and that that was our always our busiest month. Um, but now we're just regular people again, and that's okay too. That has some uh, benefits to it. Um, I get to see my wife on a more personal level now. Uh, before we were working all the time, working together, but we worked all the time. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, we landed on our feet, um, but unfortunately, it's uh, it's kind of killed something. Like it's it's at the point now where I, I I got a job, you know, but it's a job. It's not what I really want to do. It wasn't a passion of mine to always, you know, be a supervisor at Lowe's. But yeah. you know, that's uh, that's 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 the world we live in. Yeah, I did. I I when I was a child, I didn't think, you know, I'm gonna. I thought I'd be like, I'd have children, I'd have, I don't know, some kind of like upstanding like responsibility. But now, no, I, I package raw materials for Michelin tires, <laughs> and uh, well, yeah. pays the bills. It pays the bills, and that's like uh, like the goal that everybody has, but nobody should have, right? Like the goal is to should be to be happy, right? Be fulfilled yeah. by what you do. And that's the difference. Like now we're able to pay our bills off. It's not fulfilling. You know, it's, it's yeah. kind of empty and hollow and, you know, um, but it's to us, it's a temporary situation. We do have some, uh, ideas. We're kind of cooking on a back burner. Um, but the tour bus thing, as far as like, you can't social distance in a bus. And, and, yeah. and that's the thing that killed us. Um, and every place we would take people to shut down. So there's no place to take anybody, you know, and, um, we had to get rid of the vehicles because we couldn't get out from underneath the insurance. We, yeah. You know, we had to insure the vehicles for $5 million a piece and, uh, they wouldn't cut us a break. So we five, had, what did you say how many? $5 million. Uh, any commercial vehicle, passenger vehicle over 15 passengers has to be insured for $5 million. Wow. I mean, you figure it's, you know, so our bus, uh, sat 24 people. If something went sideways, right. That's a lot of medical bills. Yeah. It right. Is. Yeah. So, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's, it's justifiable, justifiable in, in that standpoint. The problem is uh, 90% of the commercial uh, transportation insurance market is owned by one company. Yeah. So there's no competition. There's no – so the price is the price. You know, you have to pay $850 a month on your insurance for one vehicle, whether you want to or not, if that's, that's a condition of business. So um, once COVID hit uh, – Everything dried up. Um, worse than that, like we, we had to shut down the business so we couldn't generate income. But worse than that, we had to refund everything we sold for the year. We had weddings booked. We had ghost tours booked. We had we had all the stuff booked for the rest of the year. We had to refund all that money. And um, so we, we were sinking pretty fast. But um, really what, what prompted our decision to liquidate everything was the fact that we couldn't get out from money the insurance. We still had to pay, pay that money. And it was just uh, a black hole shoveling money yeah. into, so that, that that made the decision pretty easy. I mean, um, financially speaking, we had to do what we had to do. Yeah, so, yeah. And the bars now close at ten. Their <laughs> money making starts at ten. Like a lot of that money they make. Uh, that's unless they serve food, and uh, a lot of bars don't. Like the poorhouse didn't serve food; they just serve booze. That's that's the kind of, yeah well that's the kind of thing I don't understand like what the hell changes at ten o'clock you know like where did that that it seems so arbitrary I don't yeah that doesn't compute with me they just think that uh, more people show up at ten and and uh, which is true but uh, well if you set okay so you have a building that can you can facilitate fifty people say okay that doesn't change at 10 o'clock you can only allow 50 people in there you just can't let any more people in why can't those 50 people stay in there and drink till one two o'clock oh yeah that's a lot what's happening now is just people getting drunk sooner (laughs) well that's you know (laughs) like way earlier the the cops get their work done earlier in their shift i guess you know that's yeah (laughs) that's what it comes down to 
Yeah, it's uh, man, it's wild, man. Yeah, like I said, no more music like gigs. Every now and yeah. then, I did, I played one last night, but it's very rare. Um, In front and then, of less people too, I bet. Yeah, and and it's like there's a lot of places that probably could book, but they don't have the money to do it anymore because they're closing at ten, and yeah, there's no extra that. Yeah, you know. that, that, that that there's a whole chain there. You know, you stop the money flow at the top, everything beyond that um feels it yeah that's what a lot of people think i, I like uh i i'm a, an apologist for like rich people and i'm like well i don't see what's wrong with being a rich person like i love poor people but a poor person's never given me a job and uh and i, I hate i mean i'm not saying anything against poor people shit I, in some people's eyes i'm poor you know but uh, uh i just count my blessings like i yeah. think what a lot of people should do but i, I think when you're when you tax my employer you're taxing, you're screwing with me, or you're when yeah. you tax my, I rent, but when you tax the guy that owns this house, you're, you're you might, it's affecting me too. Sure, sure, and yeah. I, the bullshit runs downhill, and you're always there yeah. to catch it. Yeah, there, there's so hating rich people. That's mostly envy. You know, they have stuff. I want stuff. It's not fair. Yeah, they talk about greed, and I was like, what about envy? That's part of a deadly sin as well. It, it absolutely <laughs> is. You know. Um, to me, I see a guy who has shit that I want that just makes me want to work harder to get that shit. You know, like it, it, it's that simple. Uh, you know, yeah. I, uh, I have my own goals for my own life and I do everything I can that's within my power and legal to, to, to accomplish those things. Um, I don't begrudge any man for success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I look at it as like a, like a, um, I don't know. I can like, Hey, maybe one day I could do it. Like I'm not a millionaire, probably mostly because of me. Sure. <laughs> I yeah. mean, a lot of it has to do with just I don't have that whatever that it factor for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people just have killer instincts with when it comes to yeah really like grabbing the bull by the horns with what they do. And uh, um, some people it's just a right time and the right place. Some yeah. people it's you know a talent that nobody else has. It's I mean, LeBron James is six foot eight. I could be the best basketball player at five foot nine, all I want to be, but I'm never going to be LeBron James. You yeah. know, like it, it, there's everyone's got a, their own, you know, hand of cards they got to play. Um, but I, to me, I always tell people I'm the, the, the least talented person I know. You know, I, I play guitar, but I'm not a great <laughs> guitar player. I, I, I have a lot of hobbies. I do a lot of things. Uh, I'm not great at anything, but, you're not going to outwork me. Yeah. That, that's where, that's my superpower. Uh, I'm, I'm the hardest worker, the second hardest worker I know next to my wife. Yeah. Um, so like it, it's, it's all about being creative and figuring out what you're good at. And, you know, I go back to being fulfilled, you know, like that's uh that's important. People miss that in life. Like I, I think they spend, more time uh, em- being envious of somebody else's success and not looking at what fulfills them because I don't necessarily need a lot of stuff to f- make myself feel successful. You know, right. I, I want to be happy. And it- I'm actually at the point in my life, I want to get rid of stuff. Like, I, I don't want all I got a house. I got a four-bedroom house that's just full of stuff that I've collected over the years that I just, it's just an albatross around my neck. And uh, so we're, Honestly, our goal, eventual goal, is to spend the majority of our time living in an RV, driving around the country. Like we want to travel and go see stuff, and I don't want to take shit with me, but like very, yeah. very little stuff. So, um, that's you know, uh, to me, 
each person's success is defined differently and um, yeah you find the right person and share the right experiences with them everything else will fall into place yeah i heard uh somewhere online i don't know who who said it but it was so funny it was uh money can't buy happiness but it sure is easier to cry in a rolls royce (laughs) (laughs) well there's probably truth in that i've never been in a rolls royce so i couldn't say for sure but i heard it's 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 a nice ride i've never ridden in one but uh sure i'm sure it is after just me going into one would devalue it. Just like. Yeah, it's funny. Someone drives past me in a car. First of all, anytime, a lot of times, I spend a lot of time on the road. I've, I've got almost a million miles, professional driving miles under my belt. So I've spent a lot of time on the road and I've made a few observations over the years. And one of them is it seems like the more expensive the car someone has, the less they care how they drive it. They drive like idiots, you know? Yeah. You get passed by, a, you know, a Maserati and the guy's cutting you off. And I'm thinking, if I had that car, it'd probably never leave the garage because, like, I have yeah. to scrape for my money. And if I got something like that, I'd be afraid it would get scratched or yeah. it would yeah. get rained on or something, you know? And, I, you know, it's just a, a different mindset. But, yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want a Rolls Royce. I don't, I don't. I've got I've got an eight year old truck and we drove here in a 2006 Volkswagen and I couldn't be happier about it. I love I love our vehicles. You know they're right. they're they're simple and and uh, if they get scratched, it's not the end of the world. That, that's that's another thing. Like if I if I bought a brand new car, almost any car, if I bought a brand new car, I'd be it's perfect when I pull it in the driveway the first time. I'd be like it'd be added anxiety to my life. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm done with that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. More money, more problems. True that. More money, more problems. And, uh, but you know, uh, yeah. Like, uh, if you're not struggling to make money or struggling to keep it, there's always a struggle with sure. money and any, and even if <clears throat> even the richest person has, uh, has a issues, man. I'm like wheezing. I got like allergies kicking in. I, need, I forgot to take my allergy medication. I think I'm allergic to my cat. Well, and there's different like kinds of rich people. There's some, you know, self-made, <coughs> wealthy people. You know that yeah. that worked hard or or for whatever reason, um, generated their own wealth. There's people that inherit it, like the the whole what was that uh, that festival. That music festival last fire fe- oh never mind <laughs> fire was it fire fest no it was fire I think it was called the fire fest or fire yeah. what yeah. was that called what are you ta- are you talking about that documentary they made about it yeah like okay. it's just you know rich people problems the whole hashtag yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. th- those kids they they just live their life with everything they could possibly want and they can spend thirty five grand to go to a freaking music festival for a weekend yeah you know like. I resistance builds strength and, yeah. th- and those people are shallow and you know, the, that kind of person is, they don't have any real life experience to fall back on. They, they've have no resistance in their life. Yeah. Like what are they going to do? And uh, like, do they know how to fix a tire if it blows out on the road? Like, uh, oh man, I don't know. I've been hit with a lot, with a lot of adversity, but I don't want to, I'm not the type to stand on like to, I don't brag about my, a lot of people brag about their problems. Like, yeah. like they want to, I'm this much of a victim. It's like a, a, the Olympics of being a, a victim. You <laughs> There's know? a hierarchy of victimhood. Sure. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I, uh, so, I mean, you know, everybody has their own problems and even 
the richest person who I, I'd rather be a minority living in the hood poor than a, a giant rich person with uh, who's manic depressant thinking about blowing his brain out every day. <laughs> like, well, in the hood, you got to worry about someone else blowing your yeah, brain out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, I'm just, you know, or just people born with no arms. It's like, yeah. What about those people? What like, about those people? <laughs> Derek Def, uh, uh, Derek, uh, I almost called him uh, Duffield. Was uh, he was on the show? He's a um, a lab scientist at the Cleveland Clinic. Wow! He has uh, both of his legs are he's handicapped. After a lung transplant, he got put on some medication that screwed up his body. And uh, the medication, yeah, the medication screwed him up, and uh, which actually may have triggered him to get the job that he has now. Because if you prescribe somebody the wrong medication, you can kill him or leave him like that. Like maimed, like he is, but uh, so his legs. Are, I don't. The sound. I don't want to sound like insulting to him, but yeah. his legs are essentially like noodles. Like he can't. He needs crutches in each hand to get around, and um, he kicks around his legs to to walk forward. And it, it's um, wow. And it's just like uh, he's full blown like handicapped. Uh, but he lives a normal life, and he has like one of those three wheel like biker bikes you know with the three with oh yeah the two wheels the in the trikes back. yeah the trikes, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. uh he he's a badass and uh he's a drummer he could still drum um it's just he can't walk and uh he did all that with that with that issue went to school did all, everything he could do to get this job that he's doing doing now that he really loves and it's like man he See, there's there's a perfect example right there. Like he had this devastating thing that happened to him in his life, yeah. and he could have went two directions. He could have he could have used it to propel himself into something that's going to be useful to society, which he's done. Yeah. Or he could have went the other way and played victim and lived out the system the rest of his life, and yeah. nobody would have said shit about it. Right. You know, like that that's character right there. That's the difference Absolutely. of character. Yeah. So uh, you gotta, you know, life gives you lemons. You gotta paint that shit gold. <laughs> Or find the guy whose life gave him vodka and have a party. What's that, uh, Ron? Ron White. You ever hear that? Uh, if, you, if, if your life, if your life gives you lemons, find the guy whose life gave him vodka and have a party. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Lemon drops, some sugar. Fucking <laughs> tequila is one of those. Uh, we have some tequila here too. It's like you, you need like extra shit to make yeah, it taste nah, good. I'm, I'm good on tequila. <laughs> I've had like uh, I never really cared for the taste of tequila and. Uh, I, I actually, my buddy was getting married just 15, 20 years ago. And uh, I went down to Columbus and went to his bachelor party. And he's like, no, you just haven't had the right tequila. And um, yeah, we drank Patron that night and it wasn't a good night at all. So I, ever since then, I, I'm i good on tequila. But yeah. if, if you got bourbon, I'm down. Yeah, I yeah. do have Jack. I, I don't have any shot glasses I forgot to bring out, but you have some in your Pepsi can. I see yeah. you poured a little bit in there. I, yeah. I, have, I forgot to do the traditional shot, so I'm going to drink this bottle. If you want to, I don't know, I'm I'm COVID-free. I got tested, but then again, you could oh, you could, you could get it like That's, right after you got I tested. Mean, it's, it's 80 proof whiskey. I think we're okay. Right? Cool. But uh, yeah, here's the, um, everybody. Cheers, everybody. Uh, here's a shot. Jack Daniels, if you please. The next time I come, I'm going to bring you something special. All right, cool. Yeah, I will. So no worries, man. It's 
As, uh, did you grab a, a sticker last time? I got stickers I on did. that thing. I cool. did. You can I grab did, another one. Yeah. You guys can have some out. Have a couple more. Yeah. Did you do this yourself? The logo? Uh, Maggie made that logo. Maggie did. And I just like went well, online. She contributes something to the show. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's an um, administrator for the uh, fa- fa- uh, the Funbox podcast Facebook group, which has like over 460 people on there. I, half am, of them I am one of them, proudly. Half of them don't even probably don't even listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> but I have the question now to when you want to join the group, you're asked, have you ever listened to the show? And it'll say yes, no, or ha- or not yet. You, you uh, know what I appreciate about that group is that's the only place on Facebook I feel comfortable just sharing any goddamn thing I want. Yeah, yeah. Like I cannot do that my stuff on my regular page. I, I've got a couple. I got a page for the book. I got a page for the business. I have to be extra careful with the stuff. But in that group, it's my safe space. Yeah, it is. It's a. It's really inclusive for a lot of people because uh, there's always going to be. Uh, it, it's really not a really a, an opinion platform for a group. It's mostly comedy, and that's what I try yeah, to do. No, I push comedy more than anything. It kind of reminds me of what Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live used to be, where like everybody got made fun of for everything. Yeah, you know, now it seems pointed in one direction, but like you it, could call their shots right before they make yeah, it. You could just yeah. like, yep, that's what they're gonna. Yep, yep. You already know it's gonna happen. Here, here comes the fly in Pence's hair. Oh yeah, know, <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's gotta. It's gonna happen. It's like. Uh, Maybe they think making fun of Biden is just too low hanging fruit or something. I don't know. No, uh, they're they're on the team, so they're not. Oh, right. They're, they're yeah. not going to derail that. So it's kind of crazy how you you could totally tell. And like the moderator is even on a team. He's on. He's an outspoken Democrat. You so can tell. Like, you can tell even by the way he words the questions. You know, it's it's he could ask the same question but word it differently to to the Republican candidates and. Um, you know, I'm not a Republican. I, I, I am a Libertarian, but I am. But you'll never see a Libertarian Democrat. You never will. Um, I, I've never seen any. Have you? Yeah, there's some. Like, so um, so I, I, I serve. I have a yeah. – I, 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 I'm, I'm on the Central Committee for Loring County Libertarian Party. I've, uh, back in the spring, I was actually elected to the Central Committee for the State Party. Okay. Um, so I, I have – kind of widen my circle and and, and um be, become acquainted with more libertarians and there's actually a wider gap than you think there's hardcore environmentalist libertarians yeah you know which is which kind of surprised me honestly um because most environmental policies uh require some form of government control to administer yeah. them so uh it's a little bit of a conflict in my eyes but um yeah, so th- there there is a lot of libertarians out there. There's all kinds of you ever, like the difference between the Mises caucus and uh, um, the pragmatic caucus. Those they're constantly at it. There's yeah. more infighting in the libertarian party than there yeah. is between Democrats and Republicans. Believe it or not, it's it's actually kind of a mess. And yeah, uh, that I'll, sucks. But it's because it seems like it's like the uh, the basis of what being an, uh, a peaceful anarchist would be. It's like. Uh, there's always going to be it's like when you watch the walking dead there's always a government or a governor of some sort yeah in some community that's the glue for their idea which is kind of crazy because theocracy is is like proven to fail and all these ideologies that like super liberal policies is a form of theocracy without Without the without with a religion, it's yeah. just theocracy in yeah. a sense. It's like you guys have to fall under this belief together, and that's impossible. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know how that, how, how you have that work. Well, that's, that, that's part of the reason. Um, that's part of the draw to me to the libertarian party is like in, in the libertarians point of view, um, you could be as conservative or as liberal as you like. You just have to agree not to force other people to agree with you. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a lot of, I think what people don't understand and haven't, nobody t- talks about authority, like your authority line and like where that lies with your values. Because I, uh, have a super right wing to some people like values, but I, they're just my values for mm-hmm. me. Like, and, uh, I promote them as, uh, my first amendment right gives me. And, uh, I, that's it. Take it or leave it. Uh, I think people think I'm going to go around and try to change, like. You're going to go door to door. You're going to put a nice tie on and go knock on the door. Yeah. And say, or, hey, let me tell you about conservatism. Maybe know? in my community, I might vote for those values. Uh, yeah. But that's all I could do. I'm not going to. I think, I think maybe in my world, which it kind of is this way, city by city, kind of things kind of change. Like the right to bear arms and open carry is legal mm-hmm. in the United States. But if I go to Elyria in their park or at their Apple Fest or whatever they have going on mm-hmm. with a gun blazing or a, a AR-15 strapped to my back or whatever, people are going to call the cops and they might take my gun away. And Well, the, so there, it's just a way to circumvent the system. They you're, you're allowed to carry the weapon, but if you carry the weapon, you're scaring people, so now you're inciting panic. Yeah. So they'll just bust you for that. Right. You know, so they... they the the it's the letter of the law the the idea of the law that kind of thing they, they they if they want you to stop doing something they've got a way to do it you know yeah all you got to do is have a new uh, uh, a news platform that scares the living shit out of people and then you can make all the laws you want again everything's driven <laughs> by fear yeah it's yeah. like uh, you're you can't leave your house you're gonna um you're gonna get sick and die. And you're going to bring it, or you're going to bring it home and your grandma's going to die. You're going to kill grandma. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to kill grandma. And like, that's yeah. like a perfect uh, way to, like, it's the best. It, it fucking works, man. So congratulations on them for being professional brainwashers, man. Cause uh, yeah. they do a really good job. And um, it, it, yeah, it's wild. Like, people. Well, it's, it's, so the, the, the lockdowns, us being a leader in the global economy, it's affecting the rest of the world. And like, there's, there's all these statistics going out about what it's doing to Africa. There are 10,000 kids a month are starving to death because of our lockdowns. I mean, because we've interrupted the supply chain of food with these lockdowns. So you want to throw numbers at at me about the 200,000 people that died in America, which is, you know. Um, I, I heard, uh, you, are you familiar with Tom Woods? Tom Woods, no. Okay, look him up on YouTube. He does this, he, he's a he's a libertarian, he's a Mises Caucus libertarian. And uh, he's a, uh, he gives us, uh, it's actually a speech. Um, it's got almost a million views on it now. Yeah, that's the guy there. He, he's really good. But he, he, he's got this uh, speech on the lockdowns and the effect it's having on the rest of the world. But he brings up a, a statistic that's, and I can't remember the exact number, but out of all the people that died of COVID this year, like two thirds of them would have died from something else this year. Right. Right. So like the Tom Woods. Show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a, he's a, I, I really appreciate his work. Um, and he, he, all his books, almost all his books are free, like yeah. digital downloads. Um, yeah, he, he's a, he's, he's, he's the intellectual I wish I was. Yeah, that's that's I got. There's a lot of cool people. I got to get some books, man. Yeah. Um I want to learn more about the economy, like 
just economics in general yeah. and law. I want to learn. I need to, because like whenever I die, get into a weird uh, 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 spiral into any kind of politics or policies or like what's going on on the Capitol Hill and mm-hmm. um, a lot of those people are like lawyers or they studied law. Uh, 90% of Congress are lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about that. And, uh, and I think that's the least biased thing to learn is economics and law. Yeah. Just learn what is written in that is in effect that is affecting everything now. Like what is the books that everybody goes by, which is law and uh, economics. Yeah. The thing with law though, is it's, it's, it's even hazy because you know, so the Constitution says what what is law, and yeah. then you hold up laws to the Constitution and see if it passes muster. Ninety percent of them aren't going to. You yeah. know, the 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 income tax was has been ruled on three separate occasions by three different Supreme Courts as unconstitutional. It doesn't matter; they still want our money. They're still going to take it, right? So, yeah. studying law, um, that's that's it's just a tough one, you know. Um, the original layout of the nation, you know, um, by the founding fathers was that each state would have its own entity, which, which would be uh, its own sovereign entity, you know, right. and they could have their own laws and the federal government, uh, was there for bare minimal stuff, you know, like it's funny how many people don't even realize that we were a country for eight years before the constitution was written. You know, we, we were governed yeah. by the Articles of Confederation. We had eight presidents before George Washington. Right. Yeah. People don't know that, you know, it's, they don't teach that stuff anymore. And I think if you're going to study that kind of stuff, you start with the Articles of Confederation. Right. Yeah. Read that stuff, learn that stuff, understand why they were writing it and also why they failed because that, that's why they end up having to go back and, and come up with something else, which was the constitution. Um, you understand their their shortcomings of, of the Articles of Confederation, yeah. but you also uh, gain appreciation for the genius of people like uh, James Madison yeah. and uh, Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry um, is probably one of the most unsung founding fathers, but I think he is paramount to um, the freedoms that we have. He's he's one of the uh, yeah. sole reasons we have the uh, Bill of Rights. Yeah, um, Virginia at the time didn't have. Uh, they, they were the most powerful state in the union, uh, uh, one, one state yet, but they were the most powerful colony and, uh, economically and, uh, uh, socially. So they would not sign on to the constitution until those 10 amendments were added. And, right. and those 10 amendments are restrictions on the government. So, uh, and Patrick Henry is, is the guy that made that happen. Right. So okay. I would start if if you're seriously interested, in that, I'd start with the Articles of Confederation okay, and work cool. your way from there. Yeah, okay, yeah, and like because like, you know just as much as anyone that it's kind of like if you go down a path, like every path forks off, and then you kind of have to make up a decision. Like, okay, I'm gonna all right, let's see what this is all about, and then you realize I just don't want to get down a path that you realize was a giant fucking lie. The entire time and it's like i don't even know anymore it's like it, the ignorance is bliss thing and i i don't want to ever promote that but i totally get the, these bimbo knuckle-headed brain people if, as long as you're just a happy person it just seems like i'd be way happier if i just didn't know things oh yeah 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 you'll you'll ru- so um i 
once I started researching, like I, I started like reading about the founding fathers. I'm really interested in history. Like I'm a big history guy. Um, and so I started reading. I pick up books, biographies on anybody, even if I didn't like the person. If I saw a biography, because I'm interested in people. Yeah. But I started getting into the founding fathers and stuff and uh, starting learning things that I was never taught in school. And uh, but once you once you understand not only like our founding documents, but like the reasons they were written, the reasons. Um, and you can actually you can Google like Patrick Henry's speeches like they, yeah. they they have them you can read them you know you can read their own words and uh but like once you go there and under get a, a gain this you know understanding of what they were looking at what they were trying to accomplish and what they did accomplish and where we're at now that's what's going to make you mad like yeah. you're going to say what the hell happened right how the hell did we get from here to here so yeah. that that's that that's what's going to change you. I used to yell a lot. <laughs> I did. I would. I, I used to like. You get frustrated with that. You, you you see like the what they were trying to do, and and then you start learning about different presidents and different people in, in our in our government that influential. I watched a movie a few years ago. Um, this is right about the time I started getting into this stuff. Um, Charlie Wilson's War. Um, you ever hear of that? Maybe. Charlie Wilson was a a congressman, and uh, he's played by Tom Hanks in a movie. And it's supposed oh, okay. to be just like how awesome Charlie Wilson was because he was able to procure all this money to help people in Afghanistan defend themselves. Or he's he was funneling U.S. tax dollars money into the Middle East, and he basically um, – was funding Afghanistan's defense against the Russians. Okay. That, and so that's what gave birth to Osama bin Laden. That's what gave birth to all the problems we have in the Middle East. Yeah. It starts with Charlie Wilson. But you watch this movie and Hollywood portrays it as this like great story. Like he did this to help these people over here. Right. Well, there's ramifications for that. One, he's taking money out of my pocket and sending it somewhere it shouldn't go. Yeah. You know? But two, like- we're still dealing with that shit today. Yeah. This is this happened back in the seventies and early eighties. You know, we're still dealing with the ramifications of that. Yeah, it's like there's no, there's like there's it seems like there's no easy way to get out of that situation. And I, and to me, it's like ah, just get out of it. And to me, it's like a, yeah, that simple. But it, it, it's time to pull up stakes and get the hell out of there because those those people have been at war for a hundred years, but there's hundreds like, of years. The humanitarian it, aspect that people want to argue with that though, that's what it is, and it's just like. You can't argue with the with people like that that have these virtues that are moral, They're, how morally superior than we are. It, apparently, well, and there's nothing humanitarian about droning people to death, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. every 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 Hellfire missile we send over there, for every for every terrorist we kill, we kill eight civilians. You know, there's nothing humanitarian about that. No. That's the argument to make. You know, yeah. you have to draw the line somewhere. We can't afford it anymore in treasure or in blood. It's just not worth it. Right. All right. Well, you know what? That was <laughs> interesting. No, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, dude, I could talk about this until I'm blue in the face. Uh, I think I am blue in the face. I think I'm more Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. Feel free. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not too Cheers. much left, but you know, it's there. It's there. Um, uh, I saw that somebody was selling uh, old uh, barrels. And I was like, man, it was like sixty bucks a piece. I'm like, oh, uh, sixty bucks is a good price. They're generally around a hundred. Yeah, like sixty dollar oak barrels. I'm mm -hmm. like, dude, 
I just want one because they're just nice and you could use them as like a table, like an end table or something. We were at, uh, you were here, Hartfield Flea Market. It's like the, one of the biggest flea markets in Ohio. Uh, we were there a few weeks ago, and someone takes those things and cuts them up and turns them into stuff. Yeah. And some of those things are like a liquor cabinet, the jack. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. It's really cool. Um, But they, more intricate than that, though, like, it, it's pretty cool. We we saw a guy at a winery one time. He turned one into, a, like, a wine rack. He had, like, individual bottle shelves and stuff. So it's really awesome what people can do. Yeah, man. I'm a... Uh... I love it. I need to, like we were talking about this earlier. It was uh well, last time you were on like the uh Maker's Mark. I want I want to go and see if they ever made my fucking barrel. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Maker's Mark uh, barrel. Do you have your app? Oh, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I still do either. Uh we we did that a, few, a couple well, when I turned 40, so I guess it's been 4 years now. Man, time's fucking flying. Yeah, it is. Um but the yeah, no. They're supposed to send you a, a notification when the when the when the bourbon matures, and you go down there and you can uh, partake in your barrel. So wow, hell yeah. We were actually thinking about going down there in November, and not not for that, but just to hit some of the distilleries. We we love going down there. Uh, Kentucky is a beautiful state, and they make bourbon, which is one of my top five favorite things on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, uh, but yeah, here's uh, we're gonna do the top ten memes, guys. Uh, the segment uh, you 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 all know is called "What's on Your Mind." Very audio. My right, I gotta hold it for my right to work. That sucks so bad. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Socialized in this network, I just sunk in. Yeah. Technical difficulties, guys. What is going on? What is this? Sign back in. Why? Why am I signed up? What is, what is this? Spotify listeners, um, you know, this is what it is. This is what we do here. Uh, um, this segment is going to be hard for you. But number 10, um, I'm going to bring this up here for you to see. So you, you got to be able to see this shit too. There we go. Number 10. Okay. It's a picture of uh, women looking at schematics and it's a sandwich. This is a sexist meme. <laughs> This is sexist. Well, at least they have their safety gear on. Yeah, they got their safety gear. Make sure you make that sandwich just right. <laughs> Jeez. I laughed in it, though, when I first saw it. That was on the Facebook group. Number nine. Jesus Christ, would you look at the time? <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. It's a picture of, like, a plaque of Jesus and it's a so clock. He's looking at the clock. It's always funny to take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, you know, but, but, he, but you're not. Well, exclaiming <laughs> Jesus Christ is. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Jesus Christ, would you look at, and he is. He's looking at the time. Okay, there we go. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, it's not secular. It's actually very religious. Okay, when you want to give her your heart, but fucking Roger has extra gore tickets and cocaine. Wow. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. <laughs> Never been a Guar fan, and uh, you know the cocaine thing is yeah, whatever, whatever works. All right, this is uh, I gotta fix this. Um, 
Oh, man. Nobody was even seeing any of these. Comes down to money, I guess. The guy's got the money, he gets the chicks, huh? Right? Yep. There we go. I'm going to go back for the people. On, on the, okay, that was the first one. First one was that, guys. We talked about that, and then that one. <laughs> I still like that one. Yeah, it's a good one. And then that one. But now I got to resize this. Yeah, you can't see what I'm doing over here, Eric. I'm uh, fixing things for the viewers. Uh, <laughs> at least that's what you're telling me you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Um, uh, number, all right, number seven. Uh, why are you sad, Deep Cave? You wouldn't understand, Little Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> He's hung like a little arrow. Number six. And her name Deep Cave. Yeah, what? Deep Cave. Jeez, let's see. Yeah, you're the topless. I've seen this one. I've seen this one. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people seem to like that one. Pumpkin spice and apple cider. I'm more of an apple cider guy. Are you an apple cider guy? Uh, well, I, according to this picture, most men are apple cider guys. But uh, uh, as far as the actual flavor, I I love apple cider. Uh, yeah, I, I dig it. Um, but I I, I could do apple uh, pumpkin spice as well. I I could do pumpkin spice. I'm gonna too. sit on the fence on this one. Yeah, I mean I'm not uh, you know I'm not gonna body shame. Um, body shame who, pumpkin spice. <laughs> pumpkin spice, but uh, <laughs> she's obviously Asian. No. Ooh. All right. Uh, <laughs> number five. Her. Why can't guys make me come like my toys? Her toys. Oh, geez. Is that a baby? That is a fetus. That's a baby. What I did hear, funny little uh, information, is I've heard of pregnant women preparing their self for birth. By, really? Yeah. Inserting that? And just making it eat. All right. Bigger. Anyway, number four. (laughs) Let's get away from that one. Uh, <laughs> we got a female in the studio with us, uh, uh, Judy, uh, 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 Eric's wife. Yeah. So um, <laughs> got to keep, keep trying to keep. Can, can you get this going? And PC you know. is possible, right? <laughs> Jeez, why did well, a lot of these are sexual? Jeez, sorry guys. Uncle Fester, there we go. Um, uh, Uncle Fester, and yeah. yeah, that one's okay. Number three. You could save up to 100% on birth control by switching to anal. Ooh. It just keeps getting worse, dude. All right. Keeps getting worse. This is the fun box, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, number two. Number two. When you've just entered the pit and someone knocks the drink out of your hand. Oh, geez. Applause. Laughter. <laughs> All right. Number one. Oh, God. <laughs> When you go into a haunted house and get tangled in spider webs. Audio. There we go. That's the. You guys have seen it. That's the what's on your mind segment. There we go. We reviewed the top 10 memes of the week. That's what it was. If that's the top 10 memes of the week, I am um, in dread of our society. <laughs> <That's what> I- <laughs> oh, it's the memes on the Facebook group. So I, I'm in dread of, of that group. So we have oh. four, over 460. Very. Uh, um, hey, do me a favor. If my uh, wife requests to join, turn her down. Just- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not for the easily queasy. No. No. Um, but uh, yeah, it gets pretty dank. And. Uh, I, I'm just calloused, you know. I think I've uh, 
lived a life of uh i used to be real offended about about things uh when uh ryan dunn died from jackass it's a uh show jackass i'm sure, sure you're familiar sure. Oh, with yeah. ryan dunn was real popular on there he had, ended up getting in a car accident and dying mm-hmm. and wmms made a joke saying and nowadays i'd laugh at it but they said what is this stunt called the drunk driver and they had stunts on the show and i was just like oh man i wrote a hate fucking comment to him uh. i was like i was like you overplaying butt rock station. You guys think you're so fucking cool. Butt rock. <laughs> yeah. Nickel, you know, butt rock. It's like shine down, like meat and potato rock. There's no like soul behind it. It's just butt rock. It's real thin poppy stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, like dudes with affliction t shirts and tap out t shirts or, or like studded belts and like <laughs> Bud Light. Like Bud Light. Lime. Uh, Bud Light Lime. Hot wings at BW3s. People named Chad that drive Jeeps. Do you drive a Jeep? I do not. Okay, good. I didn't want to. Uh, my name finish. is Chad, though, fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my middle name. No, but uh, yeah. Uh, also, I wanted to go over um, celebrity deaths and to bring us to, the, to our next thing, what we're going to try to do here, uh, which probably will, will fail miserably. But uh, like this whole show, I'm failing. You're, you, you're fine. It's this. It's me that uh, every show, when I, when I do a shitty show, it's like, like last week. I don't I think this is that bad. No, yeah, this show, not too bad. It's like kind of what the viewers are seeing. Hopefully the viewers are like, or the listeners, because I have to cater to two things now, like listening and viewing. And so it's like, it's always good to have that viewing option and uh, go on YouTube and actually see the show go down and visual, see all the visuals. And uh, well, it's I, fun. I do have to say going through these uh, top 10 memes, the, the listeners are better off right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, They always take these snaps. They're winning. Of these adult film things and they take these snapshots and try to make them t- things that aren't sexual at all anyway um but yeah the we got uh the few um yeah eddie van halen rest in the peace 65 died of throat cancer he was i just found out he was dutch he's dutch born he's an immigrant american hall of fame musician and songwriter for van halen grammy winner one of the most influential guitar players such a sick guitar player yeah, yeah rolling stone i think called him the best of all time yeah um i don't know if i agree with that but he's definitely yeah. top five like uh he's um there's too many styles well that's the thing though like nobody sounded like that guy especially back then like yeah. in 78 to 84 there was nobody like him i mean then you start getting your steve eyes and joe satriani's coming out doing their thing um being close but uh yeah he he, he kind of pioneered the whole that whole sound he had so yeah, yeah. no I, I i appreciate the guy i he seemed like a nice guy but the one thing that sticks in my mind that that kind of makes me think he's uh not the greatest guy in the world was what he did to michael anthony like um michael anthony seems really like the nicest guy in rock and roll like yeah he's been married to the same woman since 1981 like right. no other rock star can say that you know that kind of stuff so but the like he just took van halen on a tour and didn't tell him about it Oh wow! Yeah, like uh, when they when they when they basically when Sammy was out the second time, um, Sammy and Mike got close. Eddie and Alex didn't like that, so that's when they started Wolf, taking Wolfgang playing bass, right? And I mean, dude was sixteen years old, which, yeah, which was pretty fucking awesome yeah, playing stadium shows at sixteen. But like you know that he just took the band on tour and left Mike at home. Wow. Know? Yeah. So that, that kind of sticks in my crawl a little bit, but you yeah. know, um, there's probably 
a backstory there I don't know about. Oh, there's always like something with a uh, being a fan of somebody when you find something out. Oh, I hate it when they when they get political and they're totally on an opposite pers- spectrum yeah. than you are. You're like, shit, just shut up already, man. Yeah, like why'd you have to tell me? Yeah. Damn communist. Yeah, it's hard for me to watch <laughs> movies anymore. You know, like all these actors are like, yeah. oh, you have to like, like, yeah, you're like, never mind that. Um, insane political like virtue signaling yeah. for this uh, particular group it's like so, you just want to you just want to watch a freaking football game but then you got to go through all <sighs> sit through all the other shit there, there is a line there like i i appreciate that everybody has different perspectives and different opinions on things i, I actually uh prefer that people disagree because that's how you grow yeah uh, to for me. sure but like when you start vilifying people that, that have the audacity to think differently than you like these people talking down to you that's when I'm like, you know what, man? You don't get any more of my money. No. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. Right. I I canceled Netflix. Oh. Because. Uh, you didn't like the little girl thing? The little girl thing. But I didn't want to. I rarely watched it anyway. But that. It, hey, call me a snowflake all you want. I don't care, people. I fucking canceled it because I watched like. Uh, I, I feel bad for even saying that I watched like um, the worst of that movie like uh the more the controversial parts of that movie cuties mm. uh i watched that i me and maggie watched it together if i watched that alone i would have felt like a pedophile like it's that bad it's, see, I haven't, ba- it's bad i can't i don't i don't want to see it there's certain things i don't want to put in my head you know and i don't know it's I don't bad see. like there's no i can't see a reason i can't there's no no argument for it that works for me. Well, there is an argument. It's just not a good one. They they uh, there is a push uh, in this country and worldwide to kind of normalize pedophilia. It's fascinating when if you go out and uh, and you put a different picture on for my wife to look at. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, you got a dachshund or something? Oh, she likes dachshund. That's awful, man. Oh geez, the last <laughs> meme, or like the second to last, yeah, the, that, the best meme. Of yeah, the the, <laughs> that, that was the best. It one. was spider webs. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know what I was saying. What was I talking about? Screw it. Whatever. Let's do this. Okay. But yeah, well, I wanted to. Uh, Whitey Ford also passed away, American Hall of Famer baseball player. Yeah. Um, yeah. from the Yankees. Uh, he, they say he died of dementia. How is that possible? Dementia actually deteriorates your brain, so yeah, eventually so it'll, it'll affect it'll the affect actual function of your brain. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I actually heard um, like Alzheimer's is, gets real deep. Yeah. When Ronald Reagan had it, I heard he forgot what the color red was, and it scared him. Uh, I believe and they, it. And they had to make his TV black and white, because when he'd see red, it, his, he didn't know how to react to that color. That's Super weird. Really, really weird, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a shame. Reagan, it was uh, pretty... Um, a pivotal figure in American history as far as ending the cold war, which was, you know, pretty huge. Um, but like to think that somebody that lived the life that he did spent the last remaining years, not having any idea who he is or who he was or who he, or what he did. That's terrifying. You know, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's scary. Yeah. The notebook, man. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I I uh, had a little bit of a you just tear bring in, in a that. sappy love story into yeah. this, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, here's this thingy uh, we got going on here, and um, well, I wanted to try to contact Eddie Van Halen. Let's do this. And apparently, um, what is the um, I found it interesting about 
um, the Ouija board. And um, Ouija is actually Hasbro. Yeah, like coined that. Is that right? That word. Yeah. What 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 does it mean? Like O U I O U I G A A. What other what other word in the English language has four vowels and one consonant? Um. Yeah, that's a. What does Ouija mean? The name Ouija comes from a rooming house in Baltimore. A rooming house. Yeah, but the name was coined by Helen Peters, the medium who was using the board with her brother-in-law, Elijah Bond, one night in 1890 in Baltimore. When she asked what they should call it, the planchette spelled out Ouija, which the board told her meant good luck. Oh. It's kind of creepy, but then... Uh, That's interesting. The, um, um, the thing about the Ouija board I found interesting is there's a word for... Uh, um, for the phenomenon that happens that people claim is a spirit moving the plan chat, and it's called idiomotor the idiomotor effect. Yep, and um, it's subconsciously we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard that before. So regardless, so if we contact Eddie, and or if we don't, it'll be our subconscious Eddie inside our brains. All right. So here we go. I guess what we do is we uh. Both put our fingers on it on the board on the planchette, and I guess we can move it around. We kind of get loose with it to where we don't have to like uh, like keep least resistance as possible. I know you're kind of moving it for me, right? Are you moving it? Am I moving it? All right, all right. Let's go. Still. All right. All right. Uh, Ouija, Ouija, Ouija. We want to contact Eddie Van Halen from the band Van Halen, the guitar player, Eddie Van Halen Spirit. Is Eddie Van Halen's spirit around us? Ouija, Ouija, talk to us. Channeling Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just touching it. No movement yet. There's no movement on the board. Ouija, Ouija. Please contact Eddie Van Halen, the guitar player, Dutch-born <laughs> guitar player. From the band Van Halen, he just passed away recently. Ouija, Ouija, where is Van Halen? Talk to us. Maybe I should have lit a candle. Hey, Bam, can you get a candle? This one doesn't work. Well, this one is a fake one. Maybe Eddie Van Halen hated Parker Brothers. Maybe there's some yeah. back history there. Ouija, Ouija, Ouija. Eddie Van Halen. Ouija, Ouija, Ouija. Let's okay. All right, let's let, let's get. Uh, who else is new? Who else just died? Uh, Johnny Nash. No, screw. Let's go, Johnny Cash. Johnny yeah, Cash. Now you're talking. The man in black. Ouija, Ouija. Contact Johnny Cash. I wonder why you always dressed in black and why you never wear bright colors on your back. Johnny Cash. Ouija, Ouija. Where are you? Did you read instructions on how to use this thing? or This, this is, is what it's supposed out? to be. Um, there is no uh, right or wrong way. I guess the only... I'm pretty sure this is the wrong way. I don't know what the right way is, but the, this is probably the wrong way. Well, uh, this is what they tell you to do. And uh, yeah. the Who's only they? thing, uh, the Ouija, the rules in this... You read the rules? That's what I was asking. You read the instructions? Uh, behind you, there should be the Ouija board somewhere. Maybe the rules are in the board? Nope. No, not seeing that. You put it away. Where would where, where to go? 
All right. But yeah, that's what it is. You both, each player has to put their fingers on it. We're doing it the right way. Um, is there a, like a, or is there, Maggie's done this uh, more times than me. Is there a, why am I talking to him then? Is there a proper method to start this? Like, are we supposed to move it and then eventually it takes over? Or we just sit here like this and stare at each other's eyes? <laughs> not stare at each other's eyes, but you're not <laughs> supposed to move it at all. It's supposed to move on its own. You just put your hands on there. And we're supposed to wait for it to move? Yeah. yeah. Like, don't put any pressure on it. You know what we should do? We should have we watched the movie Ouija, that really yeah. bad movie from the late 80s. You're supposed to not put any pressure on it. It's just barely any. You just uh, barely touch right. it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, you like, like, yeah, you just. I'm kind of a, like a. I, I've always thought the Ouija board was awkward anyway. A lot of people, they say, keep your elbows off the table and barely touch it. Yeah, because it has to be. Like, no pressure at all. And it's just like, that's that's what you're supposed to do. To where it's almost like, like, you're almost barely touching it. That's what it's supposed to do. And it's supposed to move on its own. But yeah, you get it? Yeah, I, uh. <laughs> Ouija, Ouija, Eddie Van Halen. Where are you? Talk to us. I'm like shaking. Are you? Or and is you're that somebody else? <laughs> yeah, you're barely touching this, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, There's no. Okay. Cool. It just looked like you were pushing out, pushing uh, down on it a little you bit. Know, my arms are getting fatigued. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, yeah I know. You would think the spirits would be strong enough. Elbows on the table. Yeah. No, I, are, are, are elbows allowed to be on the table? Yeah, just yeah, I just get comfortable. Well, if our elbows are on the table, then it's gonna prohibit, you know, inhibit anyway the movement of the what's this thing called? The planchette. The planchette. Ouija, Ouija, Ouija. Are you with me? Ouija, Ouija. Are you with me? Eddie Van Halen. Here we go. Van Halen, talk to us. Talk All right. Who is that? Eddie Van Halen, um, are you with us right now? I do. It's kind of moving. Eddie, talk to us. Eddie, are you here? I'm sure Eddie Van Halen has better things to do than to talk to us. Eddie, I want to ask you a question. Are you on the other side? Are you are you a spirit? Are there any spirits out there that knows where Eddie Van Halen is and what his status is as a spirit? Let me ask you something, man. <laughs> you, maybe you should talk. Well, let me ask you. Have you ever done an EVP session before? No, never had. Never you know had. what an EVP session is? Yeah, well, you're just recording. Yeah, so the thing of it is. Digitally recording stuff. You're recording stuff. You're using a very sensitive microphone. And it yeah. picks up a lot of ambient sounds. Like, you know, white like, noise and stuff. Yeah, well, also like really faint earrings. Yeah. Like we'll pick up. But um, so in an EVP session, spirits may not know their spirits, right? So you can't right. say, "Hey, spirit." That's true. You know, you don't. They don't know you're talking to it, right? So you have to talk to them as if they're in the room with you, right? But you know, maybe no. we, maybe you could uh, try try it out. All right, try uh, talking to these people, or yeah, because it's like, when did you die? It's like, what if they didn't die? Yeah. What if spirits what, aren't what, even dead people? What if they don't know they died? Yeah, that's, that's, see, that's the thing. Like, so, like, I, I think the idea is to try to communicate with them as if they're in the room with you, you know, right? And, um, aware. 
Um, like we always asked them, what year is it? Ouija, right. Ouija. Okay, go ahead and so, talk. Yeah, you can talk. I, I, I'm not going to do the Ouija, Ouija thing. Okay, That's go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I don't either. Very clearly, we are we are not knowledgeable in the situation. Okay, so let's see. Um, we're going to do Eddie Van Halen. Let's, let's ask him. Okay. Eddie, tell us how you came with the, came up with the concept of the Frankenstrat. That's a, probably a long explanation. Well, I'm trying to get some movement here. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to trying to interconnect with the guy, you know. Right. Eddie, why did you wear so much spandex in the '80s? That's not Eddie Van Halen. That's somebody else. Like <laughs> Eddie. It's like it was in man. <laughs> what is with the bangs? Seriously, man, grow them out. See, sometimes you can try to insult them yeah. and you'll get a, re a reaction. Yeah. So. I don't know. What's your favorite pickup for a guitar? Is it a humbucker or a single coil? I think the Frank had both, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think it did. I think it had a humbucker in the uh, bridge. That's why it was a Frankenstrat. Prior to that, it was all single coils. Right. No movement. No. Let's see here. Eddie, is there anybody with you? Eddie, who did you prefer, Sammy or Dave? Who was the best frontman? Eddie, who was the greatest guitarist to ever live? Yeah, man, this is. It, there's only so much you could do, right? I don't know. I I've never had much luck with EVP <laughs> sessions. Yeah, like when we did the ghost tours, that was kind of our thing. We 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 actually hired a paranormal investigator. She'd bring her equipment along, and we do like these mini ghost investigations. Right. And uh, I don't think I ever asked a question that that uh, got a response. Many people did. We did get a lot of shit on there. Yeah, but uh, wasn't me. So well, you know, you know, we give it a shot, and uh, that's all we can do. I mean. It's still, you know. It's I didn't want to fake it, you know. Yeah. To put on a show. I'm not like that. I'm not that guy, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I just simply don't know. I'm, I'm also like, kind of like a doofus, like in any way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I drink Jack Daniels. I, I claim that this is the best whiskey ever. So how, how much can you really take me mm. serious? It, it, it's a solid whiskey, but like you know, best whiskey. Yeah. It's well, not. I don't get out much. <laughs> I don't get out of my trailer enough. <laughs> But um yeah man um well well that was cool I mean it, I don't necessarily like messing with this kind of stuff because it, I really do believe in it I believe in the um super like I don't know what you call it, the paranormal yeah. type of I believe that 
it's um i don't believe places are haunted i really believe that people are haunted and people can create like it seems like more things would happen if like if you if i went to a creepy building like an abandoned building with no idea about anything i'm it's nothing would probably happen but if i go in there with all these preconceived like or stories that's been told about this place sure i think it i'm more susceptible i guess to uh, well there's an element to that um so our paranormal investigator she she once explained to me is that people are, some people are just more sensitive to yeah. things like some people have better vision um your eyes may work better than mine so you can see better um you know you can read text from further away than I can, that kind of thing. And so, like, the uh, the sensitivity to the paranormal is on a similar scale. Like, some people just have the ability to um, be aware of certain things that are happening, and um, some people don't. So, I, I always look at it as, I, I, I'm not necessarily a believer, per se, but I'm open-minded. Like, right. there is stuff there. There's something going on. What it is, I couldn't tell you, you know. Um, from a scientific approach, there's not much in, in terms of hardcore evidence to prove otherwise, to prove it true or, or false, actually. Um, but science is a, is a, an evolving thing, you know. Yeah. Um, they find, was it like 350 new species of fish every year? So every year there's 350 new species that we didn't know about the year prior, right? So I think uh, the right term is yet. We don't know yet. Right. So. I uh, also forgot we have to say goodbye, and we forced it to the bye. So, uh, Ouija, uh, every all the spirits, please, we're, we're, we have to leave now. We want you to go to your places where you usually go and leave this area, and we are leaving, so goodbye. Cool. I just had to do that because I heard that it's dangerous if you don't close the door. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> Leave the door open. Who knows what comes in? Right? Right. You know, well, we we actually uh, did this in our apartment uh, the first week we were there. And the first time we had somebody over, we had a friend over. We lit some candles and did a Ouija session. And it started moving. And um, I freaked out and just didn't want to play anymore. Were drugs and, involved at all? Um, We're drinking. Yeah. Um, Maybe some pot. But, like, it. I just got, I just didn't like it. And uh, and then Maggie, Maggie's like, well, we can't like let it open. So Maggie goes, oh, all right, goodbye. And then uh, ha- kind of a half-ass goodbye. But I don't know if that kind of like sh- sh- like opened up like a like me like made me uh, more susceptible to things or feel because somebody whispered into my name in that place. Like after that night, well, I can't say because like that was our first week there, so that place could have always been weird. And uh, the Ouija board probably had nothing to do with it. But uh, I blame that just because um, anytime I've done that, when I was 10 years old, I used to try to summon demons too. And weird shit happened when I do that. Like, not when I wanted it to. It would happen to my family or my brothers would experience things that. And like I, I had a you couple sick demons on your brothers. That's no, I that's didn't mean bad. to. I would. I, I, <laughs> Man, I, I wish I'd have thought of that. I was raised in like this. Uh, it wasn't super religious because we were like normal family. Like we had our problems, but we. Um, it was, uh, you know, my dad was a deacon. Both my grandparents on both sides, and my mom and dad, they uh, were ministers and uh, just come from a long line of church people. And uh, so, any talk about the supernatural or the paranormal was. 
definitely of the devil mm. and like the master deceiver. Um, so in a sense, like I was born again, Christian. Now I'm untouchable. So in my head, I'm thinking I'm just untouchable to the spiritual world. So I'm going to just in a way, I guess, test the demons and try to, I don't know. I even tried to get them to touch me and, <laughs> Dude, I was a dumb kid. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Rob? You're summoning demons again. <laughs> no, mom. No, but uh, um, yeah, I would actually do that. My brother saw a cloaked um, shadow person, cr- uh, crouched down cloaked shadow person walk into my parents' room once. And then he can't even talk about it without getting pale. Like, just like. Yeah. And uh, we what? heard uh, somebody knocking on the door from our garage, like, boom, boom, boom. Nobody was in there. That's kind of weird. Weird. It was a hard knock enough to make the door rattle. And uh, somebody, something was fucking with me with uh, my a lamp that creeped me out. And it, would, it was a boy. And uh, it was almost like a precious moments boy, but different version with big blue eyes. And I didn't want it looking at me. So I turned it away, turned the light back on during the in the night it was yeah. like four or five minutes later i had to like pee or something i was like oh and i turned the light back on and it was freaking facing me again i'm yeah, like this sucks before, yeah but um well that's that's the thing that's it's it's easy to be skeptical and nothing's uh ever happened to you you never right. had an experience um it's that's true for anything like uh this you put it in modern context uh racism like i have no idea what it's like to be a black man so i yeah. can't really comment too much on that you right. know um, I haven't had that experience, so it's easy for me to go, ah, it's bullshit. You right. Know? Um, but the same thing with paranormal. Like, until you've had an experience, it's easy to, to call it bullshit and yeah. laugh at it, mock at it. So, um, yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. That's, uh, well, you said you've, you've done EVPs and kind of had some experiences. Of, like So, uh, we've seen, and uh, so the ghost tours really uh, opened my eyes to certain things. We, we've gotten some really clear voices. Uh, I mean, really clear. Um, we've had things move. Um, so the the people we hired to be our guides on our ghost tours, uh, NOPS, uh, give them a shout out, N-O-P-S-S. Um, they, uh, they do investigations. Like say if you were having questionable activity in this house, right? Yeah. They would come and investigate it for free. They don't charge you, which okay. is kind of nice. But they come at it from a, a practical standpoint where they're looking for uh, tangible earthly reasons that you're experiencing the things you're hearing. Yeah. Um, you're hearing weird noises. Mark will find the tree branch that's rubbing it against your gutter at night. You know, that, that kind right. of stuff. So they, they, they are looking for um, legitimate reasons. And when they run out of answers, it's when they start suspecting there's something yeah. paranormal. And I like that approach. You know, it's a more, it, it adds a little integrity to the situation. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it was like, well, the apartment I was at was uh, interesting because I've been woken up by somebody kicking the fucking couch. It felt like, it felt like it. That's what, yeah. obviously, nobody kicked the couch because nobody was there. Um, Like, just like, like kind of like, like afternoon naps. I don't know if you're anything like me, but my naps in the afternoon are, I get the most vivid dreams for some reason. <laughs> and I get in a deep REM state and like immediately. And I'm just like, oh, so that could be that. Obviously, there's always scientific. The human brain is fascinating. It is. So, I agree. So it's like, but the thing that sucks is like, it's like, wow, my brain, I'm going crazy then. Uh, 
um, somebody whispering, somebody whispered my name like right next to my head before, like when I lay down, and it's always like, oh, you were laying down, uh, your body's getting relaxed, and you know, chemical, you know, there's always probably an explanation for that too. But it's like, man, that sucks because. I don't want to be going crazy. I'd rather it been a ghost. <laughs> Your brain can convince you of a lot of things that aren't true. And it's, it's yeah. pretty. It's Yeah, it's wild too. Even with videos, people will see the same thing and have different and see two different things. Yeah. And it's the same fucking thing. That's why witness testimony at court is kind of losing its weight. You yeah. Know, because, you know, like you said, two people can witness the exact same thing and have two different, uh, you know, stories about it. So it's interesting. I actually had a dream last night. Um uh, I was driving one of my buses that I no longer have, and I had it loaded down with something, not people. There was only three people on board, but it was loaded, and we were going down a mountainous road, and I, because it was over, uh, over overweight, I couldn't maintain in the lane, and I'm crashing, I'm hitting the rails, and finally, I, I, I just drive off the cliff, right? Right. And I woke up, and I had that feeling in my stomach where I was going down a roller coaster, like that. Yeah, I had that feeling like my oh. brain, like I'm laying in my bed. I'm not falling, but I physically felt it, you know, and that's how powerful the brain is. Yeah, it is. You know? I uh, had a dream like this, like it's gnarly, like a uh, leopard or tiger or some kind of or lion or something was like I was hiding from it and it was sniffing around and it found me and it put its teeth on my neck and just started breathing and growling like right next to my ear. And I. I felt it like the whole thing was just the most terrifying fucking thing. I felt the heat of the breath. It's wild, man. I heard DMT taps into that, the drug. Yeah. You can take that and like the chemical that gives you that that kind of takes over your brain. You could get like a dose of that and it just overcomes you. And apparently it's, I've done it twice and And it it was pretty intense. You talked to any super beings or anything? I didn't do that. No, I, uh, I heard my friend said he sat with a, a shadow person yeah. and sat next to him while he was on like at a hot like tripping really hard and then it went through the kaleidoscope glass and then he broke onto the other side like jim morrison would say and it, <laughs> everything became normal again the only thing he was sitting with a being in his living room so i've heard i've now i have no experience with anything remotely close to that but I, i've heard multiple people say that um you end up in communication um with almost like an I, overseer like of the universe that's what i did i did i did talk to i guess you would say god or the overseer the yeah. uh, the creator the divine the divine thing and what it was i got shot through a wormhole and the wormhole was filled with spirits like people like me but really happy everybody was super happy um were you seeing well, like these faces are or like whole people it's like orbs okay so they're like like pixie fairies so you're you're just getting this impression of their happiness like yeah that's all and they're each dot is represented somebody and it's just like you're going through and they're like come it's okay you're doing it you're going like coaching you on to keep going all right and i got there and i met with a giant pulsating orb and it, it was like feeding me information without talking and it the main thing that it said to me was keep doing what you do keep believing in what you believe and uh you're doing okay and that's pretty much what it was saying i was like you're you're doing fine so stop worrying about it or something oh okay i I, kind of like there's no you know tangible good advice right there just do what you do that's it yeah it was kind of like um 
because I'm I'm a I second guess a lot. I mean, I like a lot of people. You know, I'm, I'm I have high anxiety. Yeah, and um, I think it was just like he, he, you know, whatever faith I have and whatever I do, and it was that was it was kind of telling me like you're you're fine. You're, you're just you're just okay. reassuring you. Yeah, that it was more you're, reassurance. You're, you're doing the right thing. thing. Yeah, and cool. uh, so that lasted for like a week. I felt that happiness and um i wasn't high anymore it only lasts like 15 minutes yeah and for like a week i was like wow um but it sucked you, you know you smoke the stuff you know what i mean it's like it's like i don't know i don't have too much of a is it always a real short high like that is it i yeah. heard it yeah i heard it's only um it only lasts that long and uh and with most cases yeah it doesn't because it i think your body can only produce that much dimethyltryptamine that it uses uh i think that you can't like od on it kind of like the thc thing i don't think i think there's only certain you could like smoke yourself sober if you smoke enough Hmm. and uh i've done that too where it's just like i can't get high anymore i'm like that's a bummer (laughs) (laughs) well it's uh, almost a good thing too like crack you could definitely keep doing too much or sure. crystal meth and meth, meth will get you. Yeah. Heroin, although people OD all the time. I'm not promoting any kind of weed to people, but I mean, it's a it's a thing that people do. People smoke tobacco. You could OD, actually nicotine is dangerous, um, more dangerous than THC. THC is a natural thing, you know, kind of like just releases it. Like you smoke it and you get a dose. I don't advocate for the use of any drug, but yeah. I don't think people should be put in cage for it. No, so that's, nonviolent drug offense. You know, yeah. there, there's there's a basic principle I live by. It's uh, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, it's none of my business what you do. You right. know, I think Thomas Jefferson uh, would put it: uh, if it doesn't break my back or break my wallet, what business of it is is it of mine? Yeah, you know, and that's like uh, that's. Like, again, like people want to be fulfilled. And yeah. if smoking something is your journey to that fulfillment, then by all means, follow it. Just don't steal shit out of my house to pay for it. Yeah. You know, that's what it comes down to. You know, do yeah. your thing. Yeah. That's why I try. That's another thing we we're talking about. It was like uh, people need to understand, like, uh, these opinions that I have are just my opinions. And like, I could be like, yeah, I'm pro-life in my life. I'm pro-life. Like, I, I could be. If somebody asks me, are you pro-life? Well, a pro-lifer might think that I'm pro-choice, but in my head, I'm pro-life. Like, if you were to come up to me, if you were coming up to me and go, if a woman was to come up to me and go, I don't know what I should do with my baby, I'm going to tell her, you should keep this, and you know, if if you need any help, I'll help you uh, with this child somehow, um, Mm -hmm. as a community in some sort. Um, I would do that as a person, but... I would because I, I couldn't personally ever tell a woman, yeah, you need to get rid of that shit. Yeah, I just have like a, a deep feeling for like life in general. So, uh, um, or just like a you know, I just don't want to halt that. I mean, but I don't believe in like saying you better keep it with a put a gun. You know, use the government as a club against these women. You know, yeah. No, I don't, don't want to so, do that either. So people might be like, oh, you're pro-choice. Then I'm like, what, not really. <laughs> what, what you're expressing right now is the absolute flaw in people's thinking when it comes to other people's politics. Yeah. Everything is nuanced. Everything yeah. is. There's no, I am definitely this. I am definitely that. Well, I'm this sometimes. In this yeah. case, I'm not. Everything is that way. Yeah. But everybody wants you to be able to put your, your opinion in one sentence yeah. so they know how to attack you. Right. Yeah, right. That yeah. that's that's what it is. And and 
everybody life is not black and white it's not you know and i'm not gonna say the shades a gray thing but like (laughs) 50 there's 50 of them apparently (laughs) but like seriously like nobody is very few people most people are not hard line one thing no matter what in all circumstances no exceptions yeah there's almost no position that anybody holds that is that hard right you're a robot (laughs) well yeah so like you're mark zuckerberg (laughs) (laughs) no his his uh I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> oh, Our man. phones are listening to us right now. Right, yeah. But uh, no, seriously, like that, and that's the problem with our society. Like we don't allow people to, to, the chance to be nuanced, to, to yeah. be, you know, like breathe, let someone talk, relax, try to understand them. You may disagree with them, yeah. but it's okay. You don't, you don't need to, you know, burn down their business because you don't, you disagree with them. You know, you don't yeah. need to. Like, destroy everybody. You see this Keith Oberman thing today. What is that? Yeah, what is that? Keith, Keith Oberman. Oberman. You know who Keith Oberman is? He started on, when I was a kid, he was on Sports Center. Like, okay. he was, uh, he worked for ESPN. And then he became this political commentator. And he, he's a lefty, um, kind of far left. Um, but, uh, so he's jobless because he's a nut. I guess the during the whole Russian collusion thing, he was like, he had this uh, show um, on MSN. MSNBC where he's like literally in his basement and he's saying any day now Trump's going to prison any day now any day now any day now and he's like I'm not doing this anymore it's going to happen soon and he just quit the show yeah you know um and just disappeared but now he's got this YouTube channel and today he's uh I guess he says that anybody basically there's 65 million people that need to be removed from our society and those are conservatives wow you know and it's like you can't take that hard of a stance against people. I mean, oh, man, these are your wild. neighbors. These are, you know. Yeah, like, that's super wild because a lot of these people are the will help you out in the time of need. Like most conservatives I know actually are the most giving people I've ever met. People that love the wave of the flag and love to. I hate that, that you have to label people conservative. I thought I was just being proud to be where you're from. But um, well, they're, they're, the labels the, are you know, another the, thing, another yeah. issue I have. But like that's that, that, my point is like. Everything is nuanced. You can't take a hardline stance because all you're going to do is, you know, make enemies and and become this person you probably don't yeah. want to be, you know? Like, and that's where we're at in this country. Like, everybody's just butting heads. It's yeah. my way or the highway. It's my, it's this or you're dead to me. You know, it's, it, it, we need to, like, kind of mesh, you yeah. know? Like, it's, uh, and it sucks to know that the Libertarian Party is so divided on things, too. It's like, uh, but we're the ones that should be pissed more than anybody because we can't get our candidate even, you know, in the debate stage. So it's like everybody's yeah. fighting with you, with each other and acting like they're so pissed off. And it's like, well, you guys win. So like you, what, you guys already won. I became a libertarian um, two election cycles ago. And I was a big Gary Johnson guy. Like the first time you ran. Yeah, me not, too. Not last time. But oh, not the, the last time. The, not the first time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, did he run in? Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. He was the candidate two two cycles in a row. Okay. Right. So um, I really liked um, – he wasn't perfect, but he was as close to politically um, my home as uh, anybody had been at that point. And, uh, yeah, train went away. Forgot what I was going to say. But, yeah, Gary Johnson, I was a Ron Paul guy. Yeah, Ron, uh, Ron Paul. He seemed to have, like, a good head on his shoulders when it came to certain things. Obviously, he pro- I probably don't agree with everything he says. I don't know everything that he's ever said. I mean, it's it's few. I mean, me and Maggie 
don't agree on everything. No, either, so well, there's it's like very. You're not and we're agree. and we're okay. <laughs> you're not going to agree with everybody on everything or any one person on everything. But that that's the thing. Like the disagreement should be a point of enlightenment in your life. Like yeah. you should you should be able to learn at least understand someone's perspective. You know, have respect for your fellow human being. Yeah, it's not too hard to not too much to ask for. No, but evidently it is you know yeah. like it's uh and it comes from both directions it's not yeah absolutely absolutely i will say that it's not conservatives running around burning down cities yeah you know <laughs> yeah like i i whenever i see somebody's like profile pic with like a trump 2020 thing attached to it it's like i go Ugh. yeah and whenever i see somebody with a biden thing 2020 biden thing attached to their profile pic i go Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> So a little bit for the, for that, just because he said three things that just solidify why I'm not going to vote for him. He, here's my problem: if 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 Trump is half as a third, a tenth of as a terrible person as the the left and the media want to make him out to be, you got to come up with a better candidate than Joe Biden. Yeah, you, I, it's almost like they want Donald to win. It that, seems that's so like. Um, you go back a year from now, or a year uh, prior to this, and during the, the Democratic debates, that stage is full of decent candidates. Some of them are very, very good. Joe Biden is what they give us. Like this is to me, this is the the second time in a row Hillary Clinton was the worst presidential candidate in American history. She just was. She was not a good candidate for so many reasons. She's only we only know who she was. Yeah, we only know Hillary Clinton's name is because she married Bill Clinton. That's the only reason we know who that person is. So, yeah. and now they bring Joe Biden. Like, the, who knows? She could have had a talk show, <laughs> like Ellen. <laughs> she doesn't have no, the personality no, for doesn't. it. She doesn't have no. the personality for it. If she it. was a lesbian, maybe. Maybe she started like a really massive chain of car washes, and she became yeah. a family. Yeah. I don't know, but. Like she was like she'd be car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's that's my problem. Like there, there's got to be a balance there. And if you put up good candidates and make good arguments and not orange man bad, yeah, you might get some more ears. You might get some more eyeballs. You know, but you're not going to. It's Joe Biden is a terrible candidate. I'm sorry it, it, for his age, for his policies. Yeah, he he wrote the crime bill that's uh, putting people in prison, and now he's acting like he didn't. You know, that's what I don't understand about that. It's like they'll uh, attack uh, the opposing. Well, they, each counter op- opposition has that t- tactic. They uh, bring up things that you've done in the past and sure. use it against you. Sure, uh, but like if you're going to be Kamala Harris and uh, you know and have the virtue for these uh, uh, nonviolent criminals, you did that. Like, yeah, she, well, the, them two people. The uh, a more suitable meme for your list would have been the one where I don't know if you saw it, where it says it's a it's like a political ad. It says Kamala Harris, twenty twenty. Not enough of you are in prison. You know what I mean? Right. And that's 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 dead on. Like those two people, Joe Biden with his crime bill, and Kamala Harris with her abhorrent record as a prosecutor. I who. Who for a second believes that these people are all of a sudden the good guys? Yeah, I don't. You know, yeah, I don't get it. I, I, that, that's just like you have to have the shortest memory ever 
to to not understand. I mean, Kamala Harris gets on these shows and is bragging about smoking pot. You can look up the statistics. She's she's jailed hundreds of people, like yeah. hundreds of people for smoking pot. And then she goes on these shows and, and brags about smoking pot herself. Yeah. You know? That's monstrous. Yeah, it's uh people want to know why why are people bringing up her uh, thing? It's like, well, we're playing that's the rules of the game that they set. Yep. A lot of these people uh on the I hate to say left and right too. It's just the framework of these conversations. That's how they go. Yeah. But a lot of people on the left, they they will use that because they're morally superior than everybody else, and uh, they will they take the the holier than thou attitude and um, yeah, uh, moral superiority. So yeah. you have to. We're playing by their rules. Uh, bring that's what you did. This Kamala Harris, you jailed a lot of people for nonviolent drug offenses, and. Uh, now you're virtuing for it. I want you to denounce that, like you always want Trump to denounce his white supremacy bullshit. <laughs> you need you need to denounce all that shit too. I mean, that's just the rules of the game that you guys play by. So, yeah, what I think, I don't know. but it doesn't go both ways, right? That's not supposed to. No, never. Yeah, it's it, that's nature of politics. That's kind of always been the way it was, probably since the you know ancient Roman Empire. Yeah, you know? yeah. like that. That's uh, you know the definition of politics. You know, poly is Greek for the word. There's a Greek word for many. Yeah. And a tick is a blood-sucking insect. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it, politics and prostitution many. are the two oldest uh, uh, professions in, in human history. So Yeah, we we're talking about that, too. Like, people getting a, uh, uh, people being pissed that um, Donald Trump skated away on taxes of some sort, which I don't even know if it's true or not. And it's like that's like being mad that the, the uh like everybody got raped except one person. Like, oh, she should have got raped too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way I would phrase it, but yeah, that's uh that's that's a that's a good point. Like the my thing is like it that comes back to jealousy. That comes back to envy. It's it's first of all, anybody that looks at that and thinks he only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes is a moron. Yeah, that's and the- <laughs> you have no understanding of tax code well Colin, uh, kamala harris believes it she's running she she's a vice president she doesn't believe it either she's just pretending to believe it right that's yeah. um that's more to the point but like mm. um the the people don't understand people who for who file easy forms every year aren't going to understand the the complexity of our tax code oh it, nobody i don't think anybody really truly understands no, it no my accountant like spends like two months a year doing taxes mm-hmm. and the other 10 months learning the code, the codes. Code, yeah. yeah. Like it's that big of a deal. You yeah. Know? Even then it's like you, there's probably a guide or a reference guide that she has to go to, or he or she has to go to, to look at any given moment to, because you don't, it's not logged into your brain. Like I, yeah. you're not a computer. Well, and, and the stuff constantly changes. Yeah. That's the changes, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everything's, uh, they got to put a new wrinkle in this, so you, you, your accountant has to be aware of that. And if he's not, then you're going to pay more taxes than you have to, because it's it's a why can't there be like at the end of the year, you made this much money, this is what you owe. Period. I know. And no exemptions. They, yeah, no. they tell you like 
it's like you're the one that's taking this money from me. You have to make. I have to figure out how much I owe you. Yeah, yeah. Just tell me how much I owe you. You have to figure it out, and if you fuck it up, they know the number obviously because they know when you mess it up. Yeah, right. So if you mess it up, well, now you owe us more in penalties. Yeah. Well, why didn't you just tell me the number to begin with? We could have avoided all this, right? Yeah. That it's it's a game, and it's it's revenue. Yeah, the, the government looks at you as a source of revenue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, and like people get mad at Bezos and I'm still like, uh, there's not much uh, profit in that. I mean, he, I'm sure he has a bank account. He could pull out money and just go do whatever he wants. But um, um, uh, what they do is uh, reinvesting. They 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 don't pay taxes. Like, well, they reinvest their money to make the company grow yep. and it creates more jobs. I'd rather that money to go to there and on to creating more jobs rather than these blood sucking monsters in Washington. I, I like they obviously suck. Have you ever been to the BMV? Like these people don't seem like the, it sucks. Everything, <laughs> everything we know that's government ran just sucks. And like, it's the ghost at the same time when there's nobody around on a long uh, stretched road and there's a red light and you're just, I feel like the biggest idiot just waiting for this light to turn green. That, that's my daily life, the red light thing. So it, it comes down to like, if you have a problem with rich people not paying taxes, your problem isn't with that person. Your problem's with the IRS and the tax code. Yeah. Right. That's where your angst should be. Yeah, because Bernie Sanders uses the same loopholes as him. Yeah. <laughs> he noticed he dropped the millionaires from his rhetoric. He used to be millionaires yeah. and billionaires. Now it's just billionaires, right? Because now he's a millionaire, so he doesn't include that in his <laughs> yeah, rhetoric. He can't include that. Yeah, if you watch him now, the he socialist talks- millionaire, the biggest oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I look at him as the same way I look at these uh uh, televangelists that uh, prey on the bleeding hearts of society uh, yeah. uh, to get a dollar out of uh, people because that's exactly what he does. All you got to do is stand on uh, a grandstand of this hill for virtue for uh, all the stuff that you talk about. And then for and then straight. I'm sure there's laws against campaign funding and like getting the money, but he got paid. And then you, all you got to do is just drop out and be like, oh, I think I might just retire now. That's cool. It was a good run, me being like a good guy yep. and people paying me for it. Oh, that was great. Yep. Now he's going to spend the rest of his years wealthy and his kids and his grandkids will never have to worry about a thing in, his li- in their yeah. lives. So. Yeah, and that's what people don't get. People think Donald Trump's such a – I mean, I'm not – I hate defending the guy. I, of, I, you know what? <laughs> that I've spent – like I actually quit talking politics on Facebook yeah. completely because like – you end up defending positions or people that you don't agree with. But yeah, like no. they're allowed to be people. I think like, you should be jailed for war crime too. <laughs> like shit. Every, every president should be impeached. Every president since Woodrow Wilson yeah. has, has committed yeah. crimes. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's a fact. Um, but like like you said though, like you end up like People, there's plenty to dislike about Donald Trump. Yeah, you don't absolutely. need to make shit up. No, you, you don't. You don't need. There's plenty there. There's a, you know, you, you a, do a compilation on YouTube. You can just <laughs> seriously, seriously, like and half the stuff they 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 still hold the very fine people comment. Of, yeah, in Charlottesville, that's been debunked so many times. Yeah, it's it's it never. It, that's not what happened. It's completely taken out of context. Again, not defending Donald Trump. But let's be real. Let's let's yeah. th- deal in reality and not this made up fucking caricature they've yeah. created. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what it is. And and uh, honestly, the the what they call uh, Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah, that is legit. Yeah, that it is. is. I've seen good people, honest, smart people I know and respect. That's all they talk about. It consumes their yeah. life now. And I'm thinking, 
what the hell happened to you? Yeah, the helix lives rent free in their brain. Seriously, like people, like some of the smartest people I know, that they they've been reduced to this bowl, like pile of smoldering hate and angst, yeah. and it's which like, is the uh, the the pendulum effect of that is all the the flags, the Trump flags, and the and the and the promotion, <laughs> and then then you know that's causing other people to look at that and go man and that pisses people off and it's just a never-ending cycle yeah that's and the it, divide that's widening by the day yeah you know? yeah I, I agree that's what i'm saying you, you need to you need to understand that people are we're all humans we're all fallible we're all we all make mistakes and think differently and you gotta allow people to be people you know it's okay if you think differently right yeah. if i vote for Donald Trump, or if I vote for Do- Joe Biden, you're not your world's not going to end tomorrow, right? Yeah. You know, um, it's just they 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 have to elevate the the uh, the circumstances. They have to elevate like the importance. This is the most important election. Oh, that's what I was going with the Gary Johnson thing. Yeah. Ever since then, you can't vote third party because this is the most important election in our lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four years later, this the is most the, important. Yeah, every every election cycle from here on out, right? So if Trump wins or if Biden wins, the next one is going to be the, the most, most important. important. Yeah, and it, it's it's like you have to add, you have to, they have to tap into your emotions. They have to get you upset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and scared. Again, you're controlled by fear. Yeah, you know, liberty is is very scary. Freedom is a scary concept to a lot of people. Well, it it is because there's like true free, like whatever responsibility. True. Yeah, it's personal responsibility, and you know most people don't want anything to do with that anymore. And I hate the stupid stimulus thing, dude. And I find myself looking up, like, oh, what's the current status on that? And I'm like, what am I doing? The government's <sighs> waving a fucking candy in front of my face. Yeah. Fuck this. That that our kids and grandkids are going to pay back. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's I I hate it. You know, like. Um, I'd rather my boss's business survive, guys. <laughs> I need a job. Yeah, yeah. This the 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 real thing that got me was the unemployment getting the extra six hundred dollars a week, and most people were making more on unemployment than you know a lot of people. I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people are making more money on unemployment than they were working, and so people didn't want to go back to work when yeah. it was time to go back to work. And I can't say I'd blame them. I I was not in that situation because when when things went south with the business, they hadn't yet figured out the small business thing yet. Right. So we applied for a loan, didn't get it, got denied. We applied for uh, uh, the same loan again. Um, it took weeks, but they finally denied us again. But in the meantime, I'm sinking. So I had to go get a job, right? I, I didn't qualify for unemployment at the time. So I just went and got a job and I stayed working. So I never collected any of the unemployment. And I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't because that that's not in my character, right? Yeah. It feels weird. It's, it's especially when you're making so much money off it, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. I and feel all, guilty a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Well, not a lot. Like I, it would, it would, it would, it would be a crawl. It would stick. Well, in I, I wasn't conscience. able to collect it. I, um, my employer kept paying us through the lockdown, and yeah. when we get when we shut down a little bit for a couple few weeks. Yeah. Now, um, if it's your employer doing it, it's a little bit different yeah. because that's coming out of his pocket, not the not the taxpayers. I'm sure he got some kind of like government. Help. assistance probably yeah. yeah yeah you're right about that probably but um yeah even through that whole thing it, it would there was a slight guilt that i had but then again a lot of people were getting that extra six hundred dollars that i wasn't seeing yeah because i was still on a payroll yeah and uh it made me i mean 
I'm happy for my friends that get that or yeah. or, or we're able to get that and uh, do what you do. I I I'd accept it too, probably. You know, whatever. Well, yeah, I would have too. I'm not, not going to be like too, no. Probably. Screw you. I could have made this really funny video with the first stimulus check and got just bought toilet paper with it <laughs> and then burned it in a field. <laughs> really carved a niche out for myself. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have done that, but uh, I would have cr- created a lot of pissed off people, though. Well, again, there's that toilet paper thing. Fear, anger, right? That That's what uh, the headlines. That's what make headlines. Yeah. yeah. You could be a YouTube star by now. Yeah. Instead, oh, you're man. sitting here with me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's you're, you're. This is making my life better. Uh, if anything, this is sorry, man. This is your. This is your rock bottom. It's <laughs> 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 for you. No, I'm just kidding. This is awesome, though. I appreciate you coming on. I yeah, could, yeah, it's fun, man. So we could wrap it up now. Uh, yeah, we've been at this for a little over almost. I would say an hour and forty five minutes. About wow. So that's kind of cool. Um, a nice was. good content for people on Spotify. If you're at work just put in your earbuds and uh enjoy and hope hopefully you enjoy and anybody that's uh still listening to this in the comment section of the youtube uh uh page of this of this video uh write um write the word ouija in the comment section so you know that uh we you listen so we know that you listened and are a true listener o-u-i-j-a i was that. just gonna say you should probably spell that <laughs> yeah ouija. i couldn't spell it without looking at it All right but yeah, yeah. Uh, type that in the comment section, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Eric, for coming on, and yep. Judy, and we appreciate this so much. And um, by the way, uh, another plug: uh, get his book. Uh, I saw it for sale at Giant Eagle. Yep, that's at all Giant Eagles. Um, so here in Vermilion, it's actually at a uh, Birding River Boutique, um, Puffers and Illyria. Oh no, Puffers and Amherst. Excuse me. Um, and, uh, there's a little restaurant called the, uh, Driftwood Cafe in Sheffield Lake. You could get it at as well. Cool. Yeah. Haunted Lorraine County. It's cool. If you like, if you're a local guy like me, most of you guys are from the Northern Ohio area and, uh, it's cool. Little history. You get, uh, you learn a little, a little history. Wow. That was creepy. You hear that? Yeah. Ooh. Start talking ghosts again. Look what happened. I know, man. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Eric. Uh, peace. We out of here. Outro.